Sound effects in this podcast is brought to you by Festlian Studios, BattleBars.com, and Pro Sound, and some of them are made by the Dungeon Master himself. This show is R-rated, so everybody be advised. Oh, it's early recording a podcast. <coughs> Anyway guys, welcome back to Nordic D&D, the Ariana Saga. My name is John, and I am your host, narrator, and dungeon master in this podcast. Welcome to episode 20. We're in the middle of a long battle at the gate leading to the Barrenlands. So in this episode, we're also going to skip Camp Lore and go straight to the Barrenlands leading to Midmorrow, where our heroes are fighting for our lives. But before we do that, I wanna urge you to leave a comment, guys, and tell me where you're listening from. And tell me what you think of the podcast. Give us a like, give us a review. Anything will help this podcast to continue, guys. Anyway, here's an announcement from BattleBars.com. If you like cool sound effects like this... Go to our homepage at potbean.nordicdnd.com, click on battlebars.com and let them know Nordic D&D sent you. Oh, it's already over? Okay. <clears throat> well, now we're going to continue with Hunter and Gadal fighting for their lives. But before we do that, I just want to give a shout out to all the voice actors who take their time to record for this podcast. Uh, thank you so much, guys. I think it really makes this podcast come alive. So thank you, Rowena Sean. Thank you, Gunder Johansson, Charstan Johansson, Otni Hanserdotter, or Daniel Jakob Hanserson. Uh, it is really amazing. Also to um, the players who take extra time to record the flashbacks, um, Martin Rajen and... Uh, uh, Bastian Mergenberg, it, uh, I want to thank you so much because I, I really think that it gives this podcast extra. And also the musicians um, who make the intro and other uh, music for this podcast, uh, Charlton Johansson and Gunther Johansson, my cousin also, who makes the intro for this podcast. I think it's very cool. And a lot of the sound effects that we use in this podcast, as you know, is from BattleBars.com. We have affiliate link on our homepage you can take. So it takes you directly to BattleBars.com and also um, Festlian Studios, where we use a lot of the music from. It is amazing. Go check them out, guys. Now, if you are listening to the podcast on Spotify, I don't know why, but you can't leave comments there. And I would love if you go to our YouTube channel called Nerd Hangout, where you also can see uh, how I look. If you want to check out the face of this uh, voice there, the podcast also can be heard. And there you can leave comments and you can do that as well on other platforms, podcast platforms like iTunes and Stitcher. last we left our heroes, they were fighting for their lives at the walls leading into the barren lands of Midmorrow. They are fighting against General Breeden, a new chosen by Erok, the Patreon of Hunter. Now when they arrived, they saw the soldiers were under like a trance-like form, holding halflings captive. 
They killed them, or are trying to kill them. Some of them have died, but the heroes managed to save some of them. But last we saw, the general took a look at Hunter and cast a fireball right at his face. As the flames came flying through the air towards Hunter, he saw the face of Erok in the flames. Here is where we're going to continue today's episode. Mega Dexterity Saving Throw. Six. That is a fail, my friend. Good thing I'm resistant. Yeah, that's nice. That will be 27 fire damage for you, Hunter. Okay, so half of that. 13. It could have been much worse with fireball. <laughs> it could be, yeah. And good, you're resistant. Well, you see this ball of fire coming straight at you, Hunter, with the face of your Patreon, and it hits you right in the ground in front of you. It explodes and fire burns everywhere. Close. <sighs> Ow! Kill looks on in horror. What Do you know that guy? Maybe. <laughs> well, you're a bit far apart from each other to having a conversation. Are you yelling at him? This is a complicated relationship! <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it. Um, anyway, Kittle. It is your turn now. Okay. I would like to... Uh, a mixture of sweat drips down from Kittle's uh, forehead from the heat coming from uh, from where Hunter is and, uh, and, and tears from seeing the halflings die and he just picks this water up and uh, in one of his hands he forms uh, a shard of ice and he throws it at that guy and would like to cast Ice Knife on this one. Nice, go for it. And it's, it's first, firstly, I need to make an attack roll, and after that, he needs to make a dexterity saving throw with DC Yeah, 16. roll an attack. And I think that a plus a 23 hits, right? Yes, it does. So firstly, he starts off by taking... Nice. First, he takes six piercing damage, and this shard just sticks in his shoulder, and after that, yeah, he failed his dex save, he only got uh, six. Okay, then he takes six um, cold damage as the shard explodes in his, uh, in his shoulder. And uh, these small shrapnels of ice just pierces him everywhere. Cool. Okay, you throw this ice dagger at the nerd Preden, the general. Gets the, the blade hit and it explodes, shards go everywhere around him. <clears throat> Which would normally be extremely painful, but for some reason it does not affect him. He doesn't even flinch. Okay. He keeps his eye locked on Hunter the entire time. Takes damage, but not as much as you would expect. Making me uncomfortable, man. <laughs> after, I, after I do this, I would like to at least 60 feet in between. Yeah, that'd be. Um, I would like to um, use another additional three bombs at Hunter. You're throwing three bombs at Hunter? Bombs of the Summer Court. Three bombs. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like bombs. What the fuck? <laughs> another fireball. <laughs> and he. Ah, oh, shit. Wow. 
he he yeah this dice tray is not not helping me he heals for four those are two two ones and a two So it's not good rolls. And then now I only have one bomb left. Shit. Yeah. Well, that was my turn. That's fine. That was my turn. Just kill some bastards. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Kettle, after your turn, it is this soldier's turn. Yep. No, actually, can I can I move a bit? Sorry. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 15, 20. I'd like to move behind this rock over here. That's what I'm going to do. And when, when, while I do that, uh, issue commands for when the wolves next turn. Yeah, that's fine. <clears throat> the halflings also had a turn before you that I forgot about. So I'm just going to move them now. That means that these two halflings are out now and are completely safe. Uh, away from the reach of the general's men. Yeah. This halfling is out of reach. He dashes away. Over here. And this halfling is engaged with that <clears throat> a soldier there, but he uh, runs away so he can dash, because if he dashes he can get out, so the soldier gets an opportunity attack. And he, he hits, so as the halfling is running away, the soldier quickly uh, swings the sword around himself towards the halfling and cuts his head off, and the body just falls to the ground, the head rolls away, as the last halfling is dead. Now there's no more, you know, hostages. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's good, there's no more hostages! <laughs> we, can, we don't have to hold back anymore! Yeah, I really feel your heartbrokenness over the slaughter of these halflings. <laughs> uh, but anyway, the scene is now. All the halflings are dead, some have escaped. There is still flames on the grounds around Hunter and the smoke is rising up above his face as he gets his turn now. <coughs> uh, okay, I'm gonna, as my bonus action, put Hexbait Curse on the big fat guy. He's fat now. But you, you, sh you Cannon. Do. But what? you just moved it, right? No, no, no Hexbait's Curse. Oh, nice, nice. And then I'm actually gonna cast Blink. Ooh, nice. Blink. However, Hunter, when you throw Hex on General Breeden, for some reason, it does not work. It has no effect on him. What the f Stupid Archdevil, killed him so much. <laughs> <laughs> but did he still expend the use of his Hexblade's Curse? That's your call. Yeah, no, he doesn't. Luckily, he doesn't uh, uh, use the spell slot, because as he casts it, he just simply can't cast it, so the spell isn't even cast. Okay, but I use my still waste my bonus action doing it. I can't do something else. Well, I'm still gonna cast blink. Yeah, you waste your bonus action. Yeah, of course that works. So I'm gonna roll a d20. Yeah, can you explain exactly what blink does? I'll tell you in a second. I disappear. Poof! I'm into another plane. It can't do anything to me. Oh, I should put that this down so I don't know where but I was. You're sort of blink. What was it? And I'm, I go into the ethereal plane, yeah, basically. Yeah. But he, 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 he returns from the cistern, so it's sort of, sort of like in and out of existence. Yeah. And go like... Cool. Okay, so uh, all of a sudden, Hunter is gone. Hunter, what? You can't leave me here! <laughs> and you, you hear from the ethereal... 
Sucker! <laughs> okay, it is this uh, soldier's turn, and he goes uh, for you. Well, his halfling's there. Wait, what? Oh, I thought all the halflings were were were, were gone or dead. No, that's one. Right, right, you're right, you're right. Okay, he he will start to run after the halfling. Uh, so he runs away from your wolf. <laughs> then I would like to attack him. Yeah. And then I should actually correct myself now, uh, because only one of them gets... Um, opportunity attack? No, no, no. They, they get opportunity attack, both of them. But only one of them gets advantage, because when he's here, he's not next to any ally of the wolf pack. Oh, yeah, I see, I see, yeah. So he, yeah. Uh, firstly, he moves here. And then he's he is next to both of them when he moves out of the range. He's actually standing there. So, um, yeah, but both of them get an attack anyway, just one with advantage, so... But, well, roll attack. No, exactly. So, um, I'm gonna just roll with advantage here. So yeah, that's probably gonna hit for a 21. It definitely hits. Then he's gonna make a strength saving throw. That's a 15. Yeah, makes it, so he can, he can continue on moving. And he takes on 9 piercing damage. Nine piercing damage, yes. And then he can move further. So if he does, he continue towards the halfling. Yeah, man, he's determined. He goes straight for the halfling, ignoring the wolves. Okay, then he stays there. And then he moves out of this one's range, and that's just going to be a straight roll. Fifteen, does that hit? Uh, no, fifteen does not. Okay, then he just continues it. Bites after him. Yeah, so he escapes the grasp of the last wolf. He runs. He dashes all the way and is. Well, this is. 15 feet away from the halfling now. And that uh, ends his turn. And then this soldier, he is far away from that halfling, but he runs uh, towards the halfling and comes all the way up to your wolf and makes an attack on the wolf. Mm, But he only uh, gets a 9 to hit. Nope. You can see the soldier as he is running uh, towards the halfling. He keeps his eyes straight on the halfling, not even looking at the wolf, trying to uh, swing a sword at it, but he misses it. And then it is uh, the wolf's turn. Okay, great. Go over here. This one will turn around. And we'll lay onto him. So, let's just take this one first. Back tactics, attack. Is that an 18? It is. That is an 18. Good. Uh, I just need to know if it was cocked or not. <laughs> Great. Then it's going to be a uh, 23 to hit. Yeah, definitely hits. So as soon as the sword goes by the wolf, the wolf reacts and bites the soldier as he's trying to pass him. Going for that half leg. Then he needs to make a strength save. Throw. That is an 18. He succeeds. So the... It just bites into him and he shoves it off afterwards and he takes 10 piercing damage. Yep, okay. And then it's the other wolf's turn and also hits with advantage. And 19, does that hit? It hits also, yeah. Great. Ugh. He takes 5 piercing damage. As they both uh, bite So as the soldier runs by your wolves, his eye is so fixed on the halfling who is far off. Uh, 45 feet away. Um, he uh, wolf bites him on one side, and then the other wolf on the other side. He just you see the pain on his face, but he still keeps his eyes on the halfling. That's their turn. Then there's this soldier over here. 
also goes for a halfling. I mean, this is the only halfling left, so all the soldiers are focused straight on him. He runs over to that halfling, gets to him, swings a sword for an attack. Damn it. And he gets a critical miss. That slippery little bugger. But this soldier was also go for the halfling. I mean, all the eyes are at this one halfling now. Hunter's not in sight. Uh, and the soldiers are still going for the halfling. So he runs over here. Dashes is far off. And gets all the way over here. Still a bit far from the halfling. Next time. Okay. And then it is this soldier's turn. Also, oh. goes for the halfling. Dashes. Over here. <laughs> That's it. His turn. This soldier over here also goes for the halfling. Runs. Dashes. I mean, they're really starting to group up on this one halfling. <laughs> Uh, you can't move anymore. Yeah, so they're all within range for the next turn. <sighs> okay, let's get half in Nicely grouped together. Yeah. But the halfling! Yeah, well, he gets a turn before, though. Don't yeah, but before that, this last soldier also, like all the others, goes straight for the halfling. He runs... Over here. <laughs> And apparently some laughter's heard coming from another realm somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Hear it from the ethereal plane. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all around us. <laughs> uh, this guy, by the way, is uh, the general, uh, Leonard Breeden. Um, he does not dash. He won't make it all, all the way over to the halfling either uh, anyway. So he stops by one of your wolves, takes out his great hammer and makes an attack for the wolf. Get away! That is a 22 to hit. Yeah, hits. And that's 8 bludgeoning damage. 8 damage, okay. Then it is the halfling's turn. He is now uh, at an encounter with three soldiers who did not uh, strike him last turn because they dashed, dashed and lost their action on that. So he used a uh, disengage action so he doesn't get hammered by all three of these soldiers. So he's the smart halfling, we should yeah. keep that one. <laughs> we, we, sort of, we, we rescued two. Yeah, wait a minute. Uh, he moves over here. Yeah, yeah, you did. And it is your turn now, uh, Kettle. Okay, 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 okay. Let's see here. I'll use, um, I'll center a, um, a tidal wave. Yeah, so so I take a, a drop more of uh, of sweat, a sweat bead from my neck, and I throw it, and in the air, it um, it it just slowly turns bigger and bigger from a drop to sort of fill to be able to fill a bucket of water until it becomes as as large as a wave, and it rushes over these three guys here, center uh, um, what's it called? A tidal wave. It's thirty feet long, so I can hit all of them. And it's 10 feet wide and 10 feet tall, so 10 feet. Nice, a tidal wave in the middle of the forest. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, no, that's 510, so it's this, this long. No, it's not. 
That's it's 15. Yeah, that's 15, sorry. It's 10 feet wide. So it's like this, and it washes over these three guys. They all need to make a, um, a uh, dexterity saving throw. Yes, coming up. Are you pushing them? No, I'm knocking them prone. Oh, thank God. <laughs> completely fucked me over with you. Yeah, pushing them. I know, I know, <laughs> but I'm not. <laughs> but I'm, try I'm trying to be tactical. Uh, the first is a uh, 16. The one, uh, that one makes it. Let's just say we start from the top, so he makes it. And that one, a uh, 12. He doesn't. And uh, one critical miss. So these two mm -hmm. fail, they're not prone. Poof as the wave just washes in and knocks them over. The one character actually sees these waves coming and knocks his heel into the ground trying to push against the water and succeeds. He embraces the wave yeah, exactly. and then he, he takes half damage and the other two takes full. Yeah. 48. 48, yes. Yeah. That's pretty good. 10. 10. 5 plus 6. 21. Bludgeoning damage. Oh, nice. Cool. Ouch. As this wave just <laughs> crashes um, over them. And he takes half, so that's 10. Yeah, half damage. Yes. Yep. And then I'm gonna. Just to clarify, what you can see is that the two who got full damage do not look good at this point. Okay. But the third one who made it is quite okay. <laughs> He's okay. Damn it. 10, 15, 20, 30. Yeah, I'll run over here behind the bush. Oh, sorry. That's that's my turn. Okay, cool. So Kettle comes and takes his uh, sweat and turns into the tidal wave that blows away against these three soldiers who are about to get their hands on the halfling. And the waves go just straight by the halfling. And the halfling also feels the salty water on his back and looks back and sees these soldiers just uh, hammer to the ground where only the one uh, saw the wave coming and could resist its full damage. Cool, and then you run over to that bush. And then we have this soldier over here. Uh, far away, who also dashes for the halfling over here, and then it's Hunter's turn. Somewhere. <laughs> well, I blink back into existence, and say, "Surprise, motherfucker!" <laughs> and then I'm gonna throw a fireball just around here, so I just get that guy, but not the wolf, and all of these guys. So they all have to make dexterity saving throws. These two are automatic fails because they're prone. So nice. Oh, that was so good. That one, that one, and that one. That's a good combo just to knock them over. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So that <laughs> now we just need some, uh, some. General Leonard Breeden failed with an advantage roll because of his magic resistance. That sucked. He rolled a two and a four. Oh, nice. Are you kidding me? This is absolutely crazy. These guys are going to jail, man. 
they all failed. The highest roll I got was a 13. <laughs> Bring the flames. 32 damage. Oh, nice! All around. Damn. <laughs> oh. It hurt. Okay. And uh, then I used my... Plus again, my bonus action to uh, move Hex, the normal Hex, to that guy. Yeah, just a second out there, uh, oh. a lot happened here. Yeah. And some of them are badly hurt. <laughs> nice. These two guys who were prone right in front of the halfling are burned to crisp. They are dead. The guy who didn't get knocked prone by putting his heel back is in the flames, but he's still alive. Doesn't look very good though. The same for this guy in the back, he looks a little better. And when it comes to General Breeden, well, he didn't take the full amount of damage as you would hope. So as the flames evaporate around him, you see him smiling. He is hurt, he took damage. But he can take it. And then you may continue on there. Okay, so he. It looks like it hurt him less than it was supposed to. Yeah, and um, also more dead. Like he can. That he he can take it. Yeah, he can take it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, then I move my uh, hex, directly like hex, and then blink out. Nice, nice. I love blink. <laughs> yeah, that is cool. So brilliant. Compared to uh, nice. Blur, for example, this concentration. Yeah. But you use spell slots on it, right? Well, yeah, it's a third level spell. It's uh, okay. But yeah, I only use it the first time. And then every time, every round I roll, and if I roll more than 10, I blink out. Ah, so you just use that one slot and not again each round. That's cool. Yeah, yeah exactly. It just. For, for a full minute. Yeah. Well, is that convenient for you? Well, <laughs> it's a very good defensive spell, definitely. <laughs> Sure is. Um, was that the end of your turn, Hunter? Yeah. Then it is a general Breeden who stands encountered with a wolf, makes an attack on it. In the middle? Yeah, that wolf. Yeah. Hit away. He gets a 10 to hit. No. The wolf just dodges out of the way. He gets a bit angered that wolf didn't just instantly die, so he tries to make another attack, becoming totally arrogant by his newfound power. And that's a 17. That hits. He rolls 9 slashing damage. Still standing. Okay guys, then it's this guy who did not get knocked prone by your waves because he put his heel down. He was very badly hurt by the flames. But he sees your halfling among the flames and as he's aching in pain and he goes for an attack at him. Suddenly, you see the blade going through the halfling, and he pierces him to death. Damn it. So we got two. We got two over there. <laughs> yeah, you managed to save two of them. Stupid slow halflings and the short stupid legs. And then the direwolf have their turn. It's the direwolf's turn. Yeah, they're both just gonna hit that guy with an advantage. That one first. Attack him. Uh, is that a 15 or is it cocked? That's a 15. That's a 15. So it's a 20 to hit. Yeah, that hits. He needs to make a strength saving throw while he takes 10 piercing damage. Yes. He rolls a 12 on the strength check. That's not enough, so he's knocked prone. And how much damage was that kettle? 10 piercing damage. Yes. Yeah. The other wolf will do the same. Attacking as well. That's also going to be a 20 to hit. 
Strikes again. Eleven. Nice. Just to clarify, this is not the general, uh, he's standing right beside the general, um, but the wolves go after the soldier, pull him down to the ground, gnaw at him, and it actually kills him, so they kind of rip him apart, I guess. Starts to tear off, <laughs> and after, after this wolf did that, they just tear, tear him apart, it'll uh, do the same thing and move up to attack this guy, but he can't attack, but move up to... To be able to attack this guy, I'll turn around this one. I think that's a pretty wolf, wolfish yeah, thing to do. do. Yeah, exactly. They are predators uh, who hunt in packs. Cool, 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 cool. That's their turn. Then it's General Leonard Breeden. Uh, the halflings are dead to have escaped, and there's no hunter to be seen. So he looks around in frustration, sees the wolf right beside him, and goes to attack on him. But, but is he hitting the, the, the wolf that's already hurt or the other wolf? Yeah, I see that you moved the uh, wolf who's better health in front of him on this side. And frankly, he doesn't care. He doesn't feel intimidated by these wolves at all. So he just hits the one standing right in front of him, which is the one who's at full health. Or in better health than the other one. Okay, so then that's the wolf that hasn't been hurt. Yeah, okay, so he's at full health, yeah. But he attacks that one anyway. He takes out the long sword and hits that one. With a 21 to hit. Yeah, he hits. The wolf receives 7 uh, slashing damage plus necrotic energy coming out of the sword, giving him 8 more necrotic damage. Yep, still standing. He swings the sword around and goes for an attack again on the same wolf. Yep. Uh, that's only a uh, 12. So he swings a sword around, slashing on the wolf, giving it necrotic damage, and it uh, he goes around again for another slash, but this time the dire wolf, after getting so much pain, avoids the attack. And after that, it is Kettle's turn. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, now comes the question, what to do? And he's not looking very good, that guy, right? The guy and this guy was looking yeah, uh, kind of bad. Well, both of them. They both took 32 damage, so they should both be kind of yeah. fucked. Alright. I um, I run over here. 20. 25. 50. 20. Yeah. And then uh, <clears throat> pull out my... Uh, my Branchy quarterstaff, and uh, one of the branches elongates in a long line, and I hurl it. Um, it extends out of the staff and uh, tries to hit him with a thorn whip. It's a cantrip. Uh, don't hit for a nine, so he touch touches it. And that's my action, and for my bonus action, I'm gonna use. Shillelagh, is that concentration? I don't think it is. Uh, shillelagh, no, no, Shillelagh is not a concentration. It's not. So I'm gonna use Shillelagh as my bonus action. And uh, this, my, my, my uh, quarterstaff starts getting unnaturally uh, large as I shouldn't be able to hold it and it grows gnarly in, in the end of it and stuff like that. It, it, shillelagh makes it magical and makes sort of, uh, yeah, able to hit with my wisdom. Yep. That's um, that's my turn. And then it's this soldier over here. He sees in the corner of his eyes 
Dew Kettle, this druid, uh, casting spells, and he takes out a crossbow and goes for a shot at Dew Kettle. Yes. And yeah, there's a critical hit. Hits. Now I need to make a concentration check after I take damage. Do -do 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 damage. I got concentration. Huh? What? What you got? Concentration. Oh, the wolves are concentration. Yeah. Oh, are. damn! That would not be good. Nope. Well, he only hit a one, so you take what? <laughs> Two damage. Two damage. <laughs> Double up on the critical hit. This is so sad. Nice. Then I need to make a concentration check. <laughs> and I fail it. So. Plus two. Oh, so I get a nine. Damn! Damn, damn, damn! Well, at least the archer did some damage. The wolves are gone. One damage, two. Okay. But, and he doesn't have a modifier? No, I tweaked him in a bad way. On the crossbow, he has no dex. No, uh, it's cool to make your own character, but in this case, I wanted his strength to be really high, so I lowered the dex, and it's, it's just bad. I figured he's just a foot soldier anyway, so, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. You made some strange reason for me. <laughs> anyway, Hunter's turn. Yep. Poof! Um, I'm gonna try and cast Troll of the Dead on the big guy. Okay, yeah, go for it. Yeah, he has to make a wisdom saving throw. And I say, your time is up! Yeah, he got only uh, eight. Yeah. Uh, so he takes two d12, where are we? And also I had hex up on him, so that's not d6. But hex is not an attack. Yeah, and I also have to interrupt you because I forgot something. He is magic resistant, so he has advantage on uh, save rolls that are magical. Yes, advantage on saving throws? Yeah, when you are magic resistant, you also have advantage on saving throws. Fair oh, magic resistance. But the bastard still fails it on a uh, 11. Fails it? It still fails. But the question is if he, he can't take any damage. Uh, so that's 21, but it's necrotic. So I'm kind of wondering if he is resistant. You wonders are right. You see him as he gets affected by this energy. He just smiles and looks you deep in the eye. It has no effect on him at all. Like he's immune. Damn! I had to test it. But now you know. Now I know. And I blink out again. Woo! Nice! Oh, I thought I blinked out. Uh, when he sees you blink out again, you actually see him roaring in frustration. No! Okay, <laughs> no. back to the drawing board. So he's resistant to magic, he has a high AC. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, he's a challenge. Yeah, it's a really mild to come. Resistant to magic. Oh, can I actually, can I do, use my bonus action? I just forgot, I just wanted to do a second win. Yeah, sure, no problem. Just do that, just do some healing. Anyway, after all this, it is this guy's turn. He moves over here, 
He reaches you, Kedal, and he goes for an attack on you. Nope. And strikes with his sword. Oh no. <clears throat> That's only a 13 to hit. It's not gonna hit. I dodge. <laughs> yeah, cool. So you dodge under the swing of his blade. He swings it around and goes for another shot. <laughs> And he gets oh a critical hit. Yep, that hits. Ouch. Now you good over there? Oh, I don't know. And you take uh, fifteen slashing damage. Ouch. Okay, so that's gonna be. So yeah, he swings his sword around and misses you with the first strike. And as you move away, he moves the blade right in your direction, hits you right in the shoulder. Yeah. Ah! I, I look okay, but not not really good. I bleed a little bit. Oh, I'm not, no, I'm not bloodied just yet. I think that's half hit points, but I yeah. bleed. I bleed a lot. So I stay like, uh, limping. Hunter! What the hell are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh... And now it is the soldier's turn. Uh, the halflings are gone. Huh, there's not to be seen. He, he locks eyes with you, Kettle, and runs over to you. Dashes. And gets all the way over to you. But has no action left. So he stands there. Okay. okay. Yeah, he's gonna <laughs> stay in the ethereal plane. Choo! <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Never coming back, it's so peaceful in here. <laughs> and Kettle, your turn is coming up, and I just want to add because you have extremely high passive perception, and I think it's relevant in this uh, stage of the game. Things are now Hunter is gone, so you are looking around the scenes. Uh, two halflings saved, the rest are dead, soldiers are. Uh, teaming up on you and you remember and see with the, your passive perception the griffins that you arrived in could be useful yeah, of course. Okay. Okay. yeah this is a hard one because I also need to make it there and I won't by just running to catch up well let's kill him yeah I know I, know. I just need to, need to figure yeah I step over here and I cast my last third level spell slot um, another country of woodland animals I cast them one here one here and um, yeah, I need to I need to take them down quick this time I'm not going to summon two uh, die wolves I'm gonna gonna change it up a bit Gonna summon. I'm, I'm gonna summon two brown bears. Large beasts again. Here, here. And um, I need to roll initiative for them as well. So that I will do. They get twelve for initiative. That's not bad. That was okay. And um. And I used the last of my bombs of the summer court on myself. So, yeah. Now I have no more of those. 
That's my turn. Okay, cool. So in seconds, uh, Kettle evaluates the situation, sees the griffins too far away. If I run, I will be get killed. So no, he starts conjuring a spell, and two large bears come in his defense. And this is this is really dicey. Higher higher damage output, but they go down quicker. But they can hit twice. Just need to get the ads down. this guy's turn he runs also to get closer to Kedal and comes up to the bears he's still out of reach from you so he takes his sword and makes an attack on the bear instead he rolls uh, 19 he hits and he takes six slashing damage yep this guy also has a second attack, he uh, attacks again. And that's a 20 to hit, not a natural. Yeah. It's and that's a 13 damage. 13 damage. The next one. Yeah, it looks very bloodied. So. Yeah, it gets a good, uh, good attack on it. Uh, Hunter, it's your turn now. Yeah. Let's see. Can I actually can I see those guys in front of Kettle from here, or am I blocked? I don't know. Well, there is that bear between, um, so half cover. Where is that bear standing? Oh, is it, uh, is it in is those the four squares? Four there? Yeah. yeah, those four. These four. Yeah, it's large. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's large. But if uh, could you hit it between them like that? Mm, he can, but it's still half cover, right? Half cover, but that's fine if I don't make an attack, though. If I make a, you know, if it's a saving throw, I just need to be able to see them, even... Uh, but if you got sharpshooted, it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah! Right! Thank you. Uh, it doesn't matter with the covers, yeah, because I have sharpshooter, of course. So, I can just shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well then, go ahead, man. Uh, the question is, is if he's within 90 feet, because of... I probably not. Fuck it. I'm just gonna shoot him. I can't be bothered to move hex. Yeah, there's just one thing that I want to mention at this point. As soon as Hunter reappears, mm. almost like instantly, all the soldiers and the general, I turn straight to him and lock on Hunter. Mm, from me. Yeah, from you and the bear um, or anything in the nearby. It's, it's, it's for them, there's only one target right now, and that's Hunter. Now, you don't know that. But you can see that all their heads are turned, looking at him. So, connect the dots. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I try shooting this guy. Yeah. How about you just with a regular shot? Uh, thirteen. No man, sorry, as I miss. And I try again. Twenty-nine. Oh yeah, there you go. That hits. Nice. Uh, that's enough. Uh, ten 
damage. He goes down. Yes. Um, yep, yeah, and I blink out. <laughs> oh, that is so good. It's so fitting in this scene. Uh, tell us, Hunter, how do you kill him? Oh, I just I aim up in between the two bears, and like, uh, uh, right in the neck, <laughs> right in between the two bears and into his neck. Nice. He goes down like a sack of potatoes. And then it is uh, the bear's turn. Great. I would like to... As far as I know, you can squeeze through half your size, but you can't end your turn there. So that means, and it's difficult terrain, actually means I can get my this bear to go, to go like 5, 15. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. 5, 15, uh, 25, 30. Use all this movement to squeeze his past there. And then um, both of the bears are going to hit him. And I assume it's it's a regular roll. It's so a regular roll. It's a regular roll. Regular regular roll. Regular. Firstly, it's going to make... And they make two attacks each. So that one. The white one is going to attack first with its bite. It bites away for 21. Yeah, that hits... So it hits for, for 10 um, piercing damage. And then right after that, it's going to hit. try to hit again with its claws for a 23. Ooh, it's badass bear. And that's going to be max damage. So that's going to be a 16 slashing damage. Oh, describe how he kills him, man. He first, he bites a chunk off his shoulder and he stands there looking in horror It just... It rips through his throat with the with the other claw, and that's the that's the first bear. So right there, killed him right there. So in that, he's uh, he falls down. He's a goner. And then the other bear turns around. Uses all its movement to get up to this guy, and then uh, it also tries to attack the the big guy. Yeah, the general, General Lender de Breeden, the possessed. And first, tries to uh, tries to do the same thing, rinse and repeat. So it bites, bites at him, and is fifteen enough to hit? No, it doesn't. No. Nope. Then it just ding, clings off, and then it's trying to uh, hit him with his claws. No, nope, eight's not gonna be enough. Ding, ding. This massive bear jumps on Leonard, trying to bite him, but he's become so strong that he uh, holds him back and pushes him off again before he gets to bite him. Then the bear tries to claw at him, he just steps back and the bear misses. <clears throat> I'm about to lose my voice, guys. That's the bear's turn. So that's why I die. I, uh, the gamble paid off. Yeah. yeah. Okay, then it's Leonard Breeden's turn as he pushes off uh, this bear and steps back as his claws goes by. He takes his sword out and he goes for a strike at the bear, retaliation style. Yep. For uh, 18 to hit. Hits. 11 AC. Gonna go down fast. <laughs> yep. He takes 10 slashing damage. And nine necrotic damage. Nineteen damage. 
It's a goner. Det var den bær, der var på ramme før. Yeah. Puff! Kommer en lille sky af. Back to English! Yeah. <laughs> so Leonard uh, pushes away the bear as it tries to attack him. He steps back away from the claws, takes his blade out. And he hammers the blade halfway through uh, its body. And then the necrotic uh, energy pushes the two part body parts apart. So it now lies on the ground in two, only hanging together on a thin piece of fur. And then he has his movement. He moves in the direction of Kettle here, coming closer to him. And then it is your turn, Kettle. Should I be dicey again? So, yeah. I am going to, and I spend my fourth level spell slot to cast another tidal wave only centered at him. Ooh, yeah. Trying to get him prune. Uh, was that a deck save or? He has to make a dexterity saving throw with advantage if he has spell resistance. Which he does. Mm, don't make it a. 20 on the deck save. So he makes it. Yeah, so he has his eyes on you, so he sees these uh, waves coming at him, so he also uh, puts his legs firmly on the ground and just takes it in, bowing his head against the waves like a ram going for an attack as a wave crashes on his head. He takes half damage of... It's pretty good though, 10, 16. So half of 26, 13 bludgeoning damage. Yeah. Okay, 13 bludgeoning. Yeah, 13 bludgeoning damage as the wave rushes over him. And uh, I would like to move 25, all the way up here. And I just tell the bear, kill him! <laughs> Please! Um, Hunter, it's your turn now. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna actually drop Blink now and just pop in here. So now I just drop it so I won't Blink out again because kind of need to get him focused on me a bit I think. Uh, again as soon as you reappear his focus goes off Kettle and straight to you Hunter. And I'm just gonna try and shoot him twice. Uh, 21 and a 22. All nice. Both hit. <laughs> 16 damage total. Nice, 16 damage. Okay, so you take both arrows, instantly shooting them and hit them by the shoulder. And I go, Come get me, big boy! <laughs> and then it is the bear's turn. Okay. Then I issue the commands for it to do that because I can see both the bear and him. Mm -hmm. So I order the bear to stand. All the way up there. And then it's gonna try and hit him. For um, this one, the orange is bite, this one's claws. So the orange for bite hits. And uh, clauses of 15 and it crits um, the the bite. Okay, cool. So uh, now the bear comes running at Leonard, and 
he sees um, the clock hanging after him, he evades it, um, but his focus is so intensely on Hunter that he doesn't uh, react to the bear's big bite coming afterwards, biting him right in the shoulder. Ten piercing damage. Okay, cool. So he hangs on his shoulder right now. So even though this big bear is biting him in the shoulder and locking on, it doesn't seem to hurt him that much. That's his turn. Okay, then it is uh, the general's turn. Um, as soon as Hunter taunted him, you almost see him pasting, going up in speed, going for Hunter, and then Kettle sends this bear after him, the pair claws at him, he evades it, bites him in the shoulder, and now he's standing there, and there's a bear in the way of him reaching uh, uh, Hunter, so he pushes the bear off, takes his sword, and goes for a strike at the bear to remove this obstacle. Makes sense. And he gets a 16 on the hit. Hits. That's a 12 on the slashing damage and a 14 on the necrotic damage. Still standing from the first hit, but that really is like limping on uh, on one leg. And uh, how does he hit it? Yeah, well, he uh, tries to push it away with the blade slashing it over its body and it takes immense damage and he actually is surprised that this beast is still standing so he gets more focus on it it goes for another attack on it okay it's still standing but limping it's not looking very good and he gets a 22 to hit it hits That's an 8 on the slashing damage and a 14 on the necrotic damage. It's gone. So as soon as he realizes that a bear didn't die from his initial attack, he puts himself in a better position and jams a sword at his head, cutting off its head. And as soon as the head detaches from his body, it vanishes. The spell ends. He takes his sword back in his quiver on his back, looks for Hunter. <laughs> And he starts to move to get closer to Hunter. And as you realize, your bears are gone, they're dead. Spell has ended, you see him going for Hunter, and he stops there. And Kettle, it is your turn Mine. now. That's right. Okay. I run as far away this way as I can. So far. And I cast um, Centered right on him, I cast Entangle. So he needs with advantage to make a strength saving throw. Yeah. Yeah, highest roll was uh, 10. <laughs> okay. That's really, really, really great. I'm just gonna use this. So he's in. He is restrained. restrained. So that means you have Ad advantage. Advantage. On his shots. And it's 20 feet in uh, all directions from him. So it's 5. Or it's 15 feet. But no, it's 20. So it's 10, 15, 20. 20 feet all around him, vines again sprout out of the ground and grab him, pull him back. 
and then that's my turn. Okay, so as he's going for Hunter, you send these vines coming up out of the ground, grabbing him, pulling him, uh, restraining him, and uh, the, the ground becomes rough terrain around him. Cool. Yeah. Well, I see that he's struggling, so I'm gonna shoot him with sharpshooter. Ew. That's only a 15. Nope, sorry. I'll try with my second shot. How about a 23? That definitely hits. Uh, 17 damage. So you take your first shot, you shoot him, it hits him on the top of his shoulder, only hitting the armor, not piercing his flesh at all. You take another shot, shoot him, and it goes on uh, right between the vines into his belly on the left side of his body, really piercing him and hurting him. <coughs> and now the bears are down, it is his turn, and he uh, wants to get out of these vines. Um, now it's not uh, it's strength, but it's not a ch it's not the same as right? a check, right? It's his check, and that means he probably won't have advantage on it. But I need to check. Yeah, exactly. That was uh, my point. If he has advantage on it, it sure. probably doesn't. Yeah, it's a strength check. Yeah, so magic resistance makes no difference here. So um, no advantage for you. Nope, not this time. <laughs> but he rolls for a seventeen at his strength. He breaks free. So he rips his way out of his vines, but now he has to move through this rough terrain ground, which only gives him half movement. And he goes here, can't go any farther. He's used his action to get free, though. Ah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know. Yeah, so he ends his turn there, unable to do anymore. And then Kettle, it is your turn. Yeah, I dropped the spell. And then I, uh, because it won't detain him for long, then I, I'm gonna burn second level spell slot here, and um, I'm gonna cast Moonbeam, centered on him, and uh, he needs to make a constitution saving throw. Mm, the highest roll was only a 12. It's not gonna make it, so he takes... Eight radiant damage. As this, I um, I pull out uh, a small seed that glows luminous, black and uh, and, uh, and and blue, and I throw them into the air, and they crack in the air and uh, form a sort of uh, um, not a not a what do you call it uh, a cloud, but even but but maybe a cloud, a little cloud over him of uh, of, of of energy that just. <laughs> Sends a beam at him, and um, yeah, he and he starts to burn with radiant energy. Okay, cool. Eight radiant damage. Yeah. Yes, and I just use that because I can use an action on my turn to move it after him. Yeah, I'm concentrating on it. That was that's that's what I'm gonna do, and then I'll five, ten, I'm gonna move over there. Yeah, Hunter, then it's your turn. How, how is he looking? Well, he, he looks good still. You can't really see a difference yet. Mm. 
Well, okay. Uh, I'm gonna yell at Kettle. Uh, Kettle, he's too strong for us. Um, this is my problem. You need to get away and finish what we started. And uh, please don't try and get me back. And then I uh, put my bow into the ground and I take my hoof and kicks it so it breaks. Uh, okay. Um, as you do it, the bow breaks and an immense energy explodes from the bow. Knocking the general Breeden down instantly, he dies instantly, just falls to the ground. You hear a demonic roar. No! And Hunter falls lifeless down to the ground. The color of his skin starts to fade slowly. No! Did that really just happen? Did Hunter do what I think he did? And do you want to know exactly what is going on here? Be sure to check next week's episode, guys. This is Nordic D&D. Thank you and goodbye. Thanks for stopping by. Be sure to subscribe, leave a comment, guys. Give us a like and tell a friend about Nordic D&D. This really became a long episode, over an hour, eggs. <laughs>